hail our fair Riverdale. Saturday detention. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name, as always, is Caitlin. And my name, legally, is John. Um, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. Did I do it again? You you always do. Okay, cool. It's fine. Um, and, uh, and yeah. <laughs> I honestly Why? don't know what we do. Caitlin, this <laughs> is our 39th episode, and we you still feel super uncomfortable about starting this show. But I don't think we've ever actually decided how we start this show. Well, I mean, some things have stuck, like the, the song, the right. register. right. Welcome to the right. Regional Register. My name is, his name is. And then what do we do after that, though? That's where I always get tripped up. We usually seem to banter a little bit. Oh, okay, there we go. Well, this worked. Yeah. So it's <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, it's been two weeks since our last uh, since our last episode. They took a little break weeks. for Halloween when they released a show called Sabrina instead. So, like, Ooh. you didn't get Riverdale that week, but you got ten episodes of Sabrina. So you guys should just be happy, okay? <laughs> And then there's now a second podcast out there, too. Yes. So you also got 10 episodes of a podcast. Um, Right now, as of press time, I believe that it is just on SoundCloud, but it is... We're working on it. We're working on it. The Binging Adventures of Sabrina. And by we're working on it, I mean I'm sending Steven supportive texts. (laughs) So... (laughs) And doing nothing, actually, other than that. Um, When I went to find that podcast, I, like, for the hell of it, was like... I haven't checked our own page on this. And I typed in RIV on, on SoundCloud and like it auto had auto complete <gasps> for Riverdale Register Wait, on really? it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And then when I tried to look for Steven's podcast on iTunes, thinking that it was already up, I found a bunch of swingers podcasts. Why? I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. <laughs> It'll happen. So we did get one new review. Since oh my last God. week, amazing uploaded, cool. right? Am I crazy? No. Why is it okay? Uh, I think we just had one. Um, yeah. If we missed a review, tweet at us. Bit be nice. Um, so this one is love it, and it is by Diamond A um, from November eighth, and it says. I found this podcast when one of the hosts went on to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast. Go listen. It's amazing. That was me. I agree. Whatever It Takes is amazing. I literally like started listening to it two years ago and somehow warmed my way onto a couple of episodes of a podcast. Um, and it's great. Degrassi is my favorite show, as I probably have said multiple times. Well, I love River- Riverdale. I love Riverdale, but like Degrassi is like my OG favorite show, ah. if you know what I mean. So, it's kind of like my mom of shows. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, I love my mom, and, like, that's never going to change. <laughs> Same with my dad. Like, my parents. I love my oh, parents. okay. But I just feel like moms are more relatable. Anyway, so the rest of the review. I've only listened to three episodes, but I already love it. Sorry, guys. So it's attacking, John. I don't... It's actually hilarious, and I know this is not a visual medium, but you really should see it. He's laughing at Stella. Just... It's so funny because he's so allergic. Um, Anyway. Anyway, I've only listened to three episodes, but already I love it. Love the tangents. Hopefully they don't stop. Clearly they don't. I love the chemistry and how funny these the two people can be. Oh, what two people is he referring to? <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait to meet them. I know. They're so funny. Um, it's great. Don't listen if you don't like tangents. Ain't that the truth? But I do. <laughs> I, but I do. So this is perfect. I love how we actually went on a tangent in between that review. We? So we. Yes. Both of us together did that. <laughs> So, wow. So, Riverdale. <laughs> what do you uh, do now? Caitlin, tell me all about the title for this episode of Riverdale. So, this is called Chapter 39, The Midnight Club. And from what I can gather, um, well, it's definitely a riff in some capacity on The Breakfast Club. But yeah. I guess maybe they thought, we're not going to call it that because it seems obvious. I guess. But, um, like, it feels weird for this to be... Maybe, like, the second time they've done a title that isn't related to anything. Well, it is related to something. themselves. It seems that The Midnight Club is actually a story or a comedy podcast by Jonathan Dorff. Um, and ordinarily, I would, wouldn't actually... Maybe it's a play, a, sh- a one-act play. Well, what um, is it? <laughs> shush, shush, shush. Well, the description of it is this. 
Um, it's hard enough for a group of students from different walks of life to get along in detention under the best of circumstances. Try midnight detention at a supernatural school where one kid spiked the punch bowl with holy water and another is sl- trying to slow down his transformation into a zombie. A reminder that, in a way, each of us is a brain and an athlete and a ghost and a werewolf. So Wow, that actually that actually probably is where it came from. But. And the, the play is part of an anthology called Scared Silly. So that is probably where it came from. This episode is directed by Don Wilkinson. Don. Who has previously done Chapter 10, The Lost Weekend. Which one was that? Was that when um, Archie definitely killed that guy in the woods? No, no, because Chapter 10 is Season 1. The Lost Weekend. Huh. There's a Gossip Girl episode called that. And Chapter 20, Tales from the Dark Side. Do you remember which one that one is? Yeah, that's the anthology series that's like the Town of Dreaded Sundown or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where there's the three separate stories. Yeah. I know and, my uh, shit, guys. The Lost Weekend is the one with the party. Oh, this is a good one, too. <laughs> yeah. I also enjoyed that one. Uh, and this was written by Tessa Williams. Ah, Tessa. Who has previously written, wow, a bunch of Riverdale episodes. But like episodes she's specifically written... Our chapter 6, Faster Pussycats, Kill, Kill. Chapter 19, Death Proof. And this episode. The Midnight Club, chapter yeah. 39. Dare to defy. And this episode doesn't really, uh, I can't really do our normal thing where we break it up in different story arcs. Because it's really like one big story, story arc. So let's I just. I'm obsessed with this episode. Let's just go through it. Uh, this episode Ooh. is amazing. It's so good. Really it's good. It's so, so good. I want to specifically call out uh, KJ Appa as doing a really, really good young so Fred. So good. It's so weird because, like, you don't necessarily think, oh, Luke Perry has, like, very specific mannerisms. Mm-hmm. He has very specific mannerisms. Yeah. And KJ Appa really nails it. The yeah. way he sits down in a chair is so Luke Perry-like. The way I he, like him so much head, as Fred that I want this show. More than because I, I thought that I thought I'm you would just, say that I'm too. just like so tired of Archie. Mm-hmm. I need Archie to be more like Fred, young Fred. Yeah, I I think that actually young Fred is a lot what maybe original Archie was was sort of like before he got involved in all the gangs and all the season one Archie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, kind of. There's even a joke May, about hopefully you know when he comes back from prison he'll be that guy again. But. Yeah, <laughs> totally. When you come back from prison, you know, you go from you come back from prison, you revert to the best version of yourself. Exactly. I mean, I love the little in joke that was, Fred, are you gonna have to choose between music and baseball again or something? And I was like, yeah. So this episode starts in present day, with just apparently all the kids in Riverdale are playing G and G now. Okay, John, I don't want to insult you, but D and D is very similar to G and G, right? Yeah. Have you found that everyone you know wants to play D&D? Well, no, but I've also never lived in a town that had riots every now and then. A serial killer. You live in L.A., so that's not true, but that's fine. Yeah, as a teenager, gangs. uh, (laughs) These are all fairly normal things. I feel like you could be more specific to the weirdness of Riverdale. Look, there's no high school in the world that D&D would catch on just across the board with everyone with the jocks and the cheerleaders and the nerds and the cool kids yeah that doesn't right. happen i i just can't even imagine i mean maybe i would pick up a gng book but i just can't imagine everyone being like "Ooh, what is this interesting thing there's gargoyles now, on it if There's someone no- told you that this thing is bad and don't don't mess with it would you want to seek it out because of that well, okay, so maybe I would read the book, but I don't know if I would, like, play it. I agree. This aspect <laughs> is a stretch. It is, uh, right? It's, like, I, I get, like, they're like, oh, it's an escape from your life, and oh, this is Riverdale, where things never make sense. But, <laughs> like... Yeah, that's kind of my issue with it, If only I could have... I could have gotten everyone I went to high school with to play D&D like this. Right, exactly. How cool would that be? But, like, you're... Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I just wish that there was some... Because there is no magic in Riverdale, even though there has been 
on occasion tinges of the supernatural. Yeah. Like, I don't think the implication is that there's, like, a spell on the game. Of course not. So, Otherwise, the cameras would be a little, a little bit blurry. <laughs> they would be blurry. Right. Yeah. And it was very clear. Everyone everyone knows that shit. <laughs> I really, yeah, I really think that that is the one thing that I don't really get. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm hoping that they maybe explain it by saying that Maybe there's the one thing I can think of is that the kids are on some sort of a drug that is connected to the game that maybe makes them more susceptible. I was I've been thinking that that might be a thing because they do sounds kind like some of, rumor mill stuff. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But should we get into the actual plot? Yeah. Um. So, uh, what is it? Betty. Be- Betty is at the wow. balloon gold. Wow. Okay. No, no, no. I was trying to figure out where I was. B- Betty's at the balloon gold when. She gets a call from Creepy Doctor Jr., who tells her that back when Creepy, Do- Creepy Doctor Sr. was working, they encountered a dead body with blue lips. Uh, and she decides to take this information and go to her mother and be like, yo, this was kind of around that thing with, with you and the you game, did, and yeah. you told that circle of strange women all about this. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe tell me all about this because it's happening now. Nouse is like, no. And then Betty was like, please. And she was like, okay. <laughs> Sit down, honey. We're going on a journey of information you don't actually need to know, but will interest the audience. Yeah. Let me tell you a highly entertaining tale. <laughs> I love that Betty has, like, popcorn. So, in the past, in an unspecified time period that was before... I think it was actually 1992. Weird, because it felt very 80s. It felt... Yeah, it felt very like, like if modern Archie, if, if if the modern setting of Riverdale is somehow caught between the 1930s and present day, this felt like this was between. somewhere caught between the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, it was like a very vague time period, and but. all of our favorite actors are playing their own parents. It's great; oh they're all so, so good at this. This makes me believe, actually. I mean, not that I didn't think that this before. But it really solidified that, you know, we always joke about some of the characters and stuff being like, whatever, like one note or whatever. But really, the actors are very strong in this yeah. show. Absolutely. I mean, yes. All right. And when I say the actor, the characters, I mean Archie being a little low. <laughs> Everybody else is pretty good. Um, but Katie Alpha is a talent. He took the material... And he really did something that he did not have to do with it, which I thought was amazing. He really could have just been Archie with dark hair and a baseball jacket or whatever. And instead, he was just a vision, really. <laughs> he's just he's just delightful. Lily Reinhardt is playing uh, Alice, who wears a, a serpent's jacket stands much taller than her daughter and is just totally hardcore. She's so good. She and also transformed into somebody completely. And really, they're all just so good. And she's pregnant. And uh, she's pregnant. And she finds that out in the bathroom when uh, she's there with uh, Camilla as Hermione, who is wildly different yeah. than what she winds up being. She actually feels much more like a Betty archetype in that, as like the girl in the, in the skirt and the glasses and all that. Well, I thought that this was a really good origin story for Hermione because mm-hmm. you always kind of wondered, you know, there's a little, little weirdness where Fred and Hermione had a relationship and then she left him for Hiram. This does a really good job of filling in a lot of the blanks of stuff we've heard about the parents from high yes. school and where they are today. I totally agree. I think that one of my favorite things about the episode, while not perfect in terms of like the plot holes... Because there are some, there are like a couple of little things that I think could could have been tweaked to make more sense. Mm-hmm. But I do think that overall, this really does a good job in filling in like a lot of the weirdness. So yeah. the Penelope Blossom thing, which we can get to later, like that was really important for me to know. Right. Like I hated it, but it was really important for me to know. Uh, Ashley Murray is playing Sierra McCoy, and that's one of the that's one of the roles where she doesn't feel much like. Like uh, Sierra McCoy. Like she doesn't, she doesn't, like a lot of these actors playing the parents, we know what they looked like and acted like in the 90s and and like before that. And I just feel right. like yeah. uh, in this case, she's not really, she's not really fully there until like the end of the episode when they straighten her hair out and she feels a bit more like who her mother becomes. 
Well, I she, I, it, she just kind of feels like she's just still playing Josie in yeah, this scenario. Yeah, I get that. But I, I also think that, truthfully, they don't give you much information about Mayor McCoy yeah. or Josie. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And I think that is really telling. We know... I know, Stella. ...so much about Alice, and we know so much about FP, and we know so much about even Fred. Um, by the way, where's Mary? I really thought that Madeline Patch might have played Mary instead. Um, I thought... No, that would have been super weird, Caitlin. <laughs> you think so? That would have been the weirdest thing in the world. The implications of that is that Archie is a blossom. Right, but it's fine. Which is not true, because they tried to pawn him off to Cheryl Blossom. Which, suddenly, doesn't this make so much more sense now? Yes. Interesting. Because... Uh, Madeline Petch comes in as young Penelope Blossom and turns in, and like that character is very different than before she ends up because yeah. her backstory is insane. Crazy. Crazy. She's, she was an orphan at the <laughs> Sisters of Quiet Mercy who was picked out because the Blossom showed up and was like, give us anyone with red hair. <laughs> and then introduced her to Cliff Blossom and be like, this is your brother. You're going to marry him later. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to adopt someone to do that. Yeah. Like, let's bring you in and make you a part of our family, <laughs> legally adopt you, give you the last name Blossom, and then... And with all that as yeah. a part of the character, they bring back the boy who played Jason Blossom to play Cliff, and he still doesn't say a single goddamn word. No, what if he can't talk? What if he, what if he has this, like, really obnoxiously high-pitched and voice? And that's, yeah. I have so many theories also, about this. Also, question, did the other Cliff Blossom go to this school <laughs> as a kid? Well, that's part of my theory that we can talk about in Rumor Mill. All right, so the girls get into a fight in the bathroom, there's not, not much to say about that, except Lily oh. Reinhardt has this amazing smile when Wait, she starts I the fight. Wait, I was just going to say me, that. That's like, oh, this is amazing. I know. That's so funny, because I was literally going to say, she smiles. She, like, licks her lips or something in a yeah. weird way. Then I'm like, oh, my God. Right. Like, my heart literally skipped It's incredible. Uh, I could watch she's that She's having so much fun playing this character. It's so good. That smile is, like, the whole episode. Meanwhile, the boys are going to go streaking. Specifically, FP, who... So like, different than I expected. Cole is FP. They gave him Skeet scream hair. Yes, they totally gave him Skeet scream hair. But like the way he's carrying himself is very different. It's yeah. it's really cool. Uh, and he's he's with all the bulldogs. And I don't know the name of Reggie's dad. Reggie. Let's just call him Mother Reggie. Reggie with the sure. yellow sunglasses. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what it. it how funny would it have been if they brought in Ross Butler to play Reggie? That would have been perfect. Why <laughs> did they do the that? the funniest thing in the world. Anyway, they're like, you're going to go streaking. And he's like, I don't want to go streaking. And then out of the side of the frame, because, you know, it's been a while since KJ got to act <laughs> with his friends. He walks out as Fred and he's like, come on, let's do it together. And they both go streaking together. Which is weird. It's a weird thing to do, but it's nice. So anyway, they all end up in Saturday Detention as held by Michael C. Hall. As the principal. It was cool. And and it kind of goes from there with them slowly, I guess. What are they talking about in the first one? Well, they kind of sit down together and they share secrets. Right. That's when Penelope is like, here's my backstory. <laughs> it's very important that I know uh, this, honestly. I'm very FP, FP, no, sorry, Fred. Fred is totally content to, content to uh, be there for his dad, play in his rock band, and play baseball and live in town forever and become mayor. And I love him. I love him too. Like, I don't aspire to do any of the things that he, like, I would, that character would probably have annoyed me in high school. But honestly, it's just, like, really good for him. I just think it's so funny that in the first season, this was entirely Archie's conflict. And Fred's just like, no, I got it on lock. <laughs> I can do everything I love. No problems. And I'm never leaving Riverdale. Everything's great. Do you remember when Archie, like, very seriously wanted to be a musician? Like, very seriously. Yeah. What happened? I think he uh, like, became a fascist. Right. And now he's in jail. <laughs> oh, um, man. Oh, God. Yes, that is what happened. FP wants to, wants to have kids and wants to, which is, you know, Alice is like, yeah, not going to mention that thing. And I'm pregnant. Uh, FP <laughs> well, is so like, funny. I'm never going to hit my kid like my dad. He doesn't want to join the Serpents. Uh, he plays the scene really well. Why uh, doesn't FP play FP's dad? 
Why doesn't Skeet Ulrich play FP's dad? Because that would be weird. No, it would be great. What? So yeah. every Jones man looks exactly <laughs> the same? I mean, isn't that what we are implying in this scenario anyway? I like to think this is how uh, Betty sees, sees it them. in her head a little bit. Like, she just imagines her mom, young, looks like her. Uh, that's a really, that's a good idea. That's very clever. That's, otherwise, the implication is that Hiram married a woman, had a daughter who looked exactly like that woman, and then started keeping pictures of that daughter <laughs> behind him at work all the time. And that's super weird. I guess it is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Side note. They had Mark Contreras' actual son, Michael, play young like Hiram. It. It's it's uncanny. Yeah. It's creepy as hell. It is pretty good. Uh, it's a family affair with this, uh, <laughs> with this family. Seriously. Kelly Ripa is going to be his in the next, mistress. Is that um, in the next episode? Or? I don't think it's the next episode. It's his alleged mistress. I'm not, not loving that being given up as a spoiler. But. Well, I have a theory about that, too, but we can talk about it later. Okay. Um... Shoot, who else had a, had like a cool secret in that thing? I know Sierra's like, Psh, I'll never be mayor, which is because uh, uh, she gets to be. Oh, mayor. Sierra and Tom Keller are already dating in the past, which is super weird. Since Casey Cott play very he's straight, yeah. they dress him so that you can tell that he's super muscly, which he is, is always so a shock. Muscular. And they just do his hair the same way that his dad's been doing yeah. his hair. Yeah, Tom uh, is pretty much the same. <laughs> um, yeah, no change there. No change there. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else among that group. Well, Betty's obviously... So let's just unpack really quick the FP thing. Because I thought this was a really interesting backstory for him. Mm -hmm. So FP, when we meet him, he's like a jock. Which is what I thought that Fred would be. And I thought FP would be the outsider. Yeah. Kind of like that is different. It kind of explains also the weirdness where... Wait, where does Jughead live? He lives on the north side. He lives on the south side. So I think the idea is that FP lived on the south side, somehow went to school on the north side, always pretended that he was a north sider until the events of this episode. But Alice is a south sider going yes. to Riverdale Alice High. is a south sider going to Riverdale High. Unclear of how that works, but I think that's the general idea. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think the idea is probably that South Side, that Sunnyside Trailer Park is on the South Side, but is zoned to the North Side High School. Sure, yeah. that I mean that makes the most sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one rainy day, they all break into the teacher's uh, confiscation drawer uh, and get all their stuff back, and they find the. I guess the starter set for Griffins and Gargoyles, and decide to play. So they gather around. Uh, Penelope takes the position as game master, so she's kind of running the whole the whole adventure, and they all pick their classes. From what I remember, uh, Alice picks the sorceress class. Hermione picks thief. Uh, Sierra picks a class called the siren, which I guess might be like a bard in D anD. d Thief would be like a rogue. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm interested. Uh, FP picks a class called the dead eye, which might be a ranger. And Fred is basically told that he he's is the knight. the knight. And he's like, okay. What if Fred killed everybody? What if he's like really secretly a murderer? And this is like us being like, aha, he was, was never the he was never the knight. He was the bad man. I'd say show me the proof. The proof is my thought. That's <laughs> not how this works, Caitlin. Okay, you say There's that a reason I'm- I was right last season and you were wrong. What were you right about? The, the Black Hood. <sighs> <sighs> also, remember how you were wrong season one about who uh, who killed uh, Jason Blossom? Yeah, that was disappointing. I'm just saying, your your track record hasn't been great over here. I was great with Pretty I Little Liars. I think this has got to be your year. you got to get this one right. That, that's because Pretty Little Liars is actually more insane than Riverdale is. So you're yeah, thinking way too high level about this stuff. <laughs> that's a good point, you're actually. You're forgetting is Riverdale doesn't care as much about its mystery. It doesn't, which is a little upsetting in my personal because like, I care so much about it. So much about it. And they start playing the game, and apparently they, they really they really like it. And so they start yeah. breaking into school at night to play. They start LARPing, 
Which I is, always wanted to do that. You wanted to LARP? Always. Really? Always. Oh my god. Yeah. LARPing is live action role playing where you dress up in the costume yeah. and you act out your adventures in real life. fucking awesome. Wait, are you well, like saying you don't want to do that? I mean, I've never done it. Would you want to like That's like a whole new that? level of nerdy that like oh, okay. you got to make your outfits and bring foam swords and stuff Could I and just like there's rules and everything. Buy an outfit? Potentially. Well, like yeah. I love I love immersive theater. And mm-hmm. so it I, is like that. Yeah. So I feel like I mean, usually immersive theater, I prefer to be more of a like I'll communicate with people and get clues and stuff mm-hmm. like to move on through the story. But I don't necessarily go in character. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. that's the difference. I mean, yeah. you kind of are in character like but usually it's more like, oh, you're a patron of a, of a performance or you're a um, you're a guest at a dinner party kind of stuff. Mm. So it's not quite like you don't have to have a backstory. Mm. You would like immersive theater. We should do one. Yeah, probably I'd do it. I tell you about the weird one that I did. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you about that off camera. <laughs> Great. Uh, we're not on camera, but okay. <laughs> off camera. <laughs> but uh, still there's a on point my... where Penelope breaks up uh, the group in a off kilter fashion, like she's kind of fucking with them a little bit. Well, she's trying. She gets Hermione and FP together, and then Fred and Alice together. Right. Because she wants to cause a little chaos, which is echoing what. Cheryl yeah, said. that actually makes me incredibly uncomfortable that Cheryl got that from her fuck-up mother. I don't know if she, quote-unquote, got it from her. It, it certainly bears that well, intention. though through your filter, if it's really what Betty is thinking, maybe that's what it is. It's like Betty is, you know, Alice is probably just like, and then I went off with FP, or I went off with Fred, and Alice is like, hmm. Uh, Betty's like, hmm, how could I make this more interesting in my head? With all the information that I know. I feel like you're overthinking it I now. probably am, yeah. But that's to fine. be like, oh, any scene Alice isn't in is just Betty making up what happened <laughs> in that scene. Well, it's interesting. So the the alternative couples all kiss in this scenario. Or no, Hermione and FP don't, but they are almost due. And Alice and Fred do. And I'm like, I was confused at this moment because I was like, are they going to do like a thing where... What's-her-face in modern day thought she was dating the boy in the game? Um, oh, Ethel? Yeah, Ethel thought she was dating ben. uh, Benjamin Button, uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> and, like, she wasn't really, but, like, in the game it was real. And I thought in this scenario they are going to be like, so our game characters, like, Fred and Alice started dating and FP and right. Hermione did. But then, like, the next, when they start going into their, like, dress-up time, the couples are just, you know, Fred and Fred I think Hermione that, that was just a way FP to kind Alice. of show fans something new. Do it in present day, guys. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just tired. <laughs> uh, and then they run into Tom Keller, uh, Herm, uh, Hiram Lodge. There was like three other... Reggie's dad... <laughs> Reggie's dad, Mr. And Reggie. Daryl Dilton. All right, is it there just, it's four it's just of the four them? guys, okay. yeah. Much more realistic group. Like, I would dream of being in a D&D group that is, like, four girls and two guys. You're like, but it's never but gonna happen. But it's always happen. four dudes. I'm sorry. I, I invited myself to play once, and you were like, nah. Dude, we're gonna play. Okay, fine. It's fine. I just feel like it's really something I want to try, and... I want to be. Well, involved. I'm glad that this narrative isn't turning you off of the game. No, it seems because it feels great. like it's trying to. No, no, no. It seems really cool. They all hang out. They all become the Midnight Club, and then one day they all get a letter that's like, "Tonight's the Ascension Party." Woo! Suicidal party. Ascension party. So they all come into school that night, and they're all like, getting ready to play the game with this new adventure that. Penelope's running, and then Hiram's like, you guys want to take some Pop Rocks? They're drugs. <laughs> At first, I was really confused about what he was doing. Right, I thought it was legit just, just Pop Rocks and, and ginger ale. he calls <laughs> it? Like, doesn't he call it, like, something, something like along that? those lines. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, it's drugs. Yeah, so everyone except Alice gets hella high. Yeah, because Alice is pregnant. It goes and has a uh, Fred Heads concert. <laughs> A Fredheads concert. There's a, there's a, I like, yeah, that's the name of the band. I didn't notice that. That's the name on the drums. Oh, Fredheads. That's a terrible name. 
I'm I kind of like the musical performance from a perspective of well, they're all kind of high, right? So, so it's fine. It's gonna be kind of messy. And then you get a shot of Alice just like watching everyone get like Judging. super high around her. Like it gets a little bit weird and buggy. I hate being that. They person. all start just running around the halls. Uh, Are they still playing the game? Touching each other's faces. I can't for the life of me figure out what the adventure is that's supposed to be on. I know, I was thinking that too. There's a point where Reggie's dad is just staring at a lamp like it contains the secrets to the universe. Yeah. So Penelope is just touching Fred's face and they're all just like laughing like animals. And she's like, it was the game. And I'm like, no, it was the drugs. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that too. It's clearly the drugs, <laughs> Alice. This isn't the game doing this thing. You all took drugs in costumes at school from the sketchiest guy you know. Right. Like the guy who you're like, that. who you're like, oh, that guy's definitely a criminal, but man, he's ripped. <laughs> like, so it's fine. Oh, I'll definitely take his pop rock candy. For some reason, they love putting drugs in candy. Yeah, it's really weird that Riverdale treats all candy as drugs. Yeah, it's weird. And D&D as evil. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> Why are these the angles they're coming at these things from? Now you this know. is like something a PTA mom would suggest. There's a hard like, line. Candy is evil, and don't play that game. It's the devil. <laughs> oh, anti-Christian values. Real talk. I was hanging out. Two of my friends from back home were in town, and I saw them. And they were at uh, my buddy, my buddy's uh, aunt and uncle's place, which was not nearby. It was a drive. But it was a drive. I start talking about how long I've known this guy, and I and I'd be like, "Oh, we played D and D together." And I see him do like the the motion under his neck to like cut it out. Wait, are you fucking kidding? Because it turns out his aunt and uncle are so religious that they actually think that D and D is like the devil's work. Wait, my, really? And my buddy's wife, uh, who's also a dear friend of mine, uh, she's like, she her grandparents are the same way. Wait, there so are this people is in this day and age who think D and D is like. A satanic thing. Why would they think that? Have they played it? No, clearly not. Like, I don't, I mean, I haven't either because you haven't let me. Just stop putting this back on to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. No, but that's insane to me because, like, does that mean, I mean, I guess some people do believe, like, Harry Potter is evil. Yeah, like, Harry Potter's a banned book in some Right, schools. which is nuts to me. I mean, if you were so following the Judeo-Christian way or whatever, I don't know. Like, I guess anything that is magical seems anti. But they think Christian. you're gonna you're gonna end up just like the kids who killed themselves in this show. Is there like like, a, like it'll mess with your mind. You'll stop believing in reality, and then was there like um was there ever like a story about this happening to some kids? I think it's one of those things where you know how. Some people still argue that, like, video games cause violence. Yeah. I think some people thought, like, oh, this game where you use swords to kill monsters will, like, make you violent. Against monsters, maybe. Or people or whatever. I don't know where huh. the idea started from. Yeah. Maybe I'll Google this. Like, see if there's anything, like, you know, weird. The like, church isn't known for, like, being stances. super chill about things. Right. That's true. Like, some girls wanted to, like, walk in the woods and, like, not wear their stupid corsets or whatever. And then the whole town was like, witches, go on trial. <laughs> They're all evil. Kill them. Yeah. So, so D&D kind of fits right in that realm, I guess. Fine. Eventually. In the 80s. Yeah, in the 70s. 80s. 80s? Yeah. I forget that they play D&D in Stranger Things. That that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. The Demogorgon is an actual monster in Dungeons and well, Dragons. Right. That's the Because they name it after that, right? Right. So yeah. is the, um, what's the thing from season two called? The Mind Flayer. Yeah. Mind Flayers are like a real thing in the game too. They just don't look like that. Right. Yeah. Like <sighs> weird space monsters. Yeah. They're, they're, they're squid people. Oh, I don't love like, that. Whoo! I hate that. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. It's the devil's work. <laughs> anyway, Alice walks into uh, the bathroom and feels like she's tripping at this point. Because she sees two goblets well, it's, it's a pretty and a coin that situation. says, like, flip for your fate. Flip, flip for, for your, your fate. fate. And then she sees her in everywhere in red. Yeah, do you um, think that's real? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's not there when she walks in the room. Yeah. And then it's everywhere. And then she walks out, and the whole room is covered, uh, the whole building is covered in fog, and everyone's, like, running through, like, wild animals, and then she sees the Gargoyle King. Okay, the Gargoyle King is amazing. It's it's so cool. Next year's Halloween costume. It's almost as cool as the Dark Lord in Sabrina. It's very similar. Which is a similar. really cool costume. Yeah, it is kind of similar. 
What's up with that, guys? Well, Roberto was asked about it, and he was like, nope. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it's like, okay. Was it like a nervous no where he's like pulling on his collar? No, like, oh, was, God, I accidentally made them really similar? He was like, Argoyle King is a person in a mask. The Dark Lord is a legit thing, so... So it is somebody oh, in a true. mask, which is kind of good to know. Yeah. As long as uh, as long as the follow through is good. Right. Because so far, it's the mystery is really cool. It is cool. So apparently some guy set up this game for everybody and then dressed up as a gargoyle king to just stand in a corner, <laughs> hoping someone was going to walk around and find it, left the two goblets with... Okay, the... The Midnight Club never found out what was in those goblets. No. They never tested them. Their kids are like, it's Gatorade. And they're like, oh. <laughs> well, with cyanide. And cyanide. Right. The Gatorade is not the problem. But Alice leaves around the time Michael C. Hall shows up at the school. Who is the principal. Who he, is the yeah. principal Michael C. Hall. And when she comes into school, later he's been missing for a while. Anthony Michael Hall. Michael C. Hall is the guy from Dexter. Oh, my God. Sorry, I just realized. I was like, wait, that doesn't seem right. I'm an idiot. No, no, no. It, I've been it, saying Michael C. Hall this entire episode. Like, <laughs> I'm some kind it, of authority on Riverdale. Anthony uh, Michael Hall, and then there's Michael Hall. So it's confusing. Are you very upset with I him? don't know why any of you listen to this podcast when I'm just wrong all the time. Wow. I thought I was wrong all the time. Now you're going to take that away from me? That's fine. <laughs> How dare I take that from you? Hey, Michael C. Hall says he's not all the way heterosexual in candid interview. That's cool. Sick. Good for good That was for only him. six hours ago. So you know what? We learned something new. Oh, something good happened today. That's something nice. Something good happened today. Hollywood's on fire, but at Literally least that happened. Literally on fire. Not on fire, like, culturally. No, no, like... Yeah. People are in danger. And we send our love and our best to the people affected by the wildfires today. And I send my angry tweets to the people who can uh, solve the gun issue that caused the shooting in Thousand Oaks the other night. Uh, because we still have self gun control. Yeah, no, I was really angry about this. And I feel like I don't tweet a lot of political things on Twitter. Um, just because I feel like I need to have an outlet that's like a safe space. But on Facebook, I'm <laughs> Twitter constantly... has never been a safe space. Well, I know that sounds weird, but like I made a decision after the election not to really... Tw- like I'll like and favorite things, but that I'll leave my Twitter to be mostly about like pop culture fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's made my brain a little bit saner. Hmm. If that makes sense. Facebook, I'm like, you all did this if you did not vote. See, I just (laughs) don't touch Facebook anymore. Because I think Facebook's more problematic than... Oh, for sure. It's very toxic. I live in a very toxic environment. A lot of my hatred of Facebook comes with their pivot to video that, you know, broke a lot of stuff. Oh, yes. Yes. Because, like, now I can't scroll through Facebook without seeing another and now video. And I'm like, God, shut up. Sometimes, though, I like the videos. I do like a lot of the videos. It's Shout just... out to all of our friends who work at ATTN in there. <laughs> it's attention. Like Ian. Like, who used to work with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love them, actually. I think they're great. But anyway. So Fred's dad is dead. Yeah. While they were high, Fred's dad died. And it was all Fred's fault. And apparently, Fred blames himself, because that makes sense. Did, what, did they tell us what his dad had? Was he just like a sick. sickly he older guy? Sick. He was sick. He had the sick. Cool. I just, I feel like Fred can't take all the blame for this, but he chooses to. Right. Because he's Fred. Because he's Fred. That's how he rolls. Uh, and then in school, like the next day, everyone smells, everything. something smells terrible and there's flies everywhere and they open up that. Well, it's not the next day. It's like. Right. Several days it's later, days which later. is worse. <laughs> they open up that little like hidey hole underneath the staircase where Jughead slept for a little bit. Oh my god, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and they find uh, Anthony. No, Michael. No, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. I think you said Anthony Michael Hall the first time. God, I hope I did. Yeah. Uh, they find his body down there, there with blue be, lips. There shouldn't be actresses of similar names. <laughs> There are two Yeah, Michael lists. B. Jordan. Michael <laughs> Jordan already is out there. I mean, at least that's like a common name. Like, Peyton List is an, is two different people. Think about that. Think about how weird that is. Who's the Who's the one from Gossip Girl who's like Leighton Meester or something? Yeah. yeah the, her and Peyton List, too similar. I, I just you get think? confused with their names all the time. Oh, that their names are too similar. Yeah. Because I was like, they don't really look alike. No, 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 they don't look that much alike. No. Minka Kelly, she looks like Leighton Meester. Almost yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's weird. 
That happens sometimes, though. Yeah. So, Alice accuses the rest of the Midnight Club of potentially, you know, murdering their principal. Which seems like a thing with that blue drank um, happen. And they're like, well, none of us did it. It must have been whoever set up that game. And then they all agree that they should never talk about it again, and they got to destroy the game. Which... Seems like it's not the game's fault somehow. Oh, my God. It's definitely Hiram's fault. You think? You think he did it? Like, no, I don't think he did it. I just think it's his fault they were all on drugs. Right, that's true. It's definitely more Hiram's fault than it is not, not... And I'm sorry, these idiots didn't question the fact that none of them planned that? Yeah, they'd be like, who's this strange man? Are we joking? Yeah, because they started doing the drugs and playing the game, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Uh, Okay, not great. You know, because the game is evil. The game is evil. So... So they all break up. Uh, Fred, <laughs> so they all break up. <laughs> Fred uh, sells his guitar, stops playing baseball, starts Smashing the construction rocks. business. It's great. Um, FP joins the Serpents. Ew, you can't have hair like that and not join the Serpents. Penelope <laughs> tells tells her brother husband that she wants to be <laughs> with him forever in Thornhill. Uh, so that's great. That made me so That uncomfortable. one actually checks out because as the game master, she was like in control and then she loses it and then she decides to just take solace in being in someone else's control because clearly when she's in control, things don't go well. I thought that was a really good and interesting way for the character to go. Yeah. It makes sense now. Uh, Hermione decides to like screw over her mom and start dating Hiram. Yeah. A lifetime of compromise, they call it. Which I think is also, that makes sense. That checks out. That checks out. Uh, Tom and Sierra break up because the race thing has been a problem their entire coupling. And they're like, maybe we're older. And Tom's like, you're away from me, right? And I'm like, neither (laughs) of you are waiting for each other. Right. Uh, Good thing they didn't have a young, the young jazz husband for Sierra. Right. Have we ever seen I thought this was kind of a strange way to take their storyline because while that it feels realistic, especially for, I mean, it could feel realistic now, unfortunately. I felt like um, it was just very much like shoehorned in there. Like they couldn't give them like a different Listen, like, problem. Is it weird that like this is the most arc Casey Cott has gotten in the show? And it wasn't him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, right now he's just really busy with the RROTC. <laughs> well, also he's now running a hotline for information on Griffins and Gargoyles stuff. Okay. How yeah. does he have time for this? What else is he doing? Moose isn't having sex with him. What else is yeah, going on? Yeah, that's the other thing he's doing is not having sex right, with Moose. Exactly. I don't know. When does Halloween hit? Halloween already happens. So right. Maybe, it all, maybe it's happened. Right. It's We're, unclear. We don't know. Actually, I guess Halloween hasn't hit yet in their junior year. God dang. <laughs> and who am I forgetting from the team? That'll be Alice. Oh, Alice is with Hal Cooper. Right. Alice. This is the one thing decides that, that she's out. just like. <laughs> Decides that it might be for the best for her to, I guess, have a more stable lifestyle or something. Like, she switches to the Alice that we know and goes out with Hal Cooper. I feel like that's... Who has, by this point, been a bit of a murderer, so... Well, he's murdered people? Well, no, but by this point, he's already fucking up that kid who becomes the, the, the janitor. Oh, like, yeah. like, he's manipulating that kid. Oh, yeah, I forgot She's about like, that do you want to go to Pops? Well, so here's my question. How long do you think they were playing Griffins and Gargoyles? A month? Uh, I think a bit more than that. Okay, two it, months? I think it might have been a couple months. Okay, so let's say it was three months. So that means she's already like four months pregnant. Hal Cooper really... Oh, you're right. It couldn't have been that long. You're Hal right. Cooper believes it. <laughs> no, it must have been a shorter period of time. No, Hal Cooper didn't know the kid existed, right? No, he knew oh, he, he knew? existed. Oh, he knew? Okay. He, yeah. he tried to convince her to have... An abortion, and right. then instead sent her to right. Sisters of Quiet Mercy. So, I'm pretty sure she turns that pop state into, like, she, has, she sleeps with him, and then she's like, I'm pregnant, it's yours. <laughs> Genius. So, <laughs> so smart. Love the tweed pink jacket. Love the skills. Unfortunately, that didn't work out so well right. for Alice. And then back in modern day, I think all that really happens is that Betty goes to the bunker... And finds Jughead there and being like, Betty, I figured it out. 
I've gotten to level three in Griffins and Gargoyles, and I'm going to ascend soon. And then looks at her with crazy eyes. Okay, so really, Jughead, really? <sighs> to be fair, level three is really when the game opens up. You know, you get to pick your uh, advanced class. Do you know class. what this means? What's an advanced class? <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, there's base classes like the knight, or who in this case would be something like a fighter, and then once you get to level three in D&D, there's like, you can be, uh, you can be this kind of fighter, this kind of fighter, third kind of fighter. There's like different kind of options of, of where you, of what kind of skills the, the it's character like a major gets. in college? Right. Yeah, it's like a major in college. Cool. Okay. Seems fun. How long does it take to get there? Uh, depends on who, who your GM is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but that's Psycho, and that is the end of the episode. Dare to defy. So who's your prom king? From among that crew, Fred Andrews. Of course, always. Yeah. And who's your prom queen? Alice. Alice. For, like, not doing the drugs. And for that face she makes when she starts fighting Penelope. It's such a good... I'm just so happy you noticed his face, too, because it was, like... I can't do it, but it was, like, this little, like, cool smile with, like, a weird, like... Like, her tongue goes to, like, the top of her... It's just, like, good. So can you do a young Alice impression, though? Or is it so different that your Betty doesn't... Let me Can't see. transition into that. Hold on. You gotta be meaner. Okay, F.P. Jones, and pretending to be a Northsider when you're actually born and raised in Sunnyside Trailer Park. All right, I like That's it. That's good, right? Yeah, that's pretty I good. know. Thank you. I can do it better. Hold on. So okay. I am pregnant, and it's F.P. Jones's, but I'm not going to tell him. Instead, I'm going to go on a date to Pops with Hal Cooper. Is that okay? Since okay. There's not really a spot for chaperone, I feel like, because there's only one Alice adult. Alice for telling the story. story. Right. I think uh, instead we could give an award to best uh, best performance. Ooh. Who, who did the best job of channeling. Although it's just KJ. KJ did a great job. I don't know. They're all so good, but I think that of the people... Okay, so here's the thing. KJ definitely wins, but I think the reason he wins... By far is because we know what Luke Perry is like in present day, and it's yeah. pretty similar. And also, we have a lot of stuff to look at of what he was like back then. That's true. I, I do think that um, Cole Sprouse was pretty good, though, as well. Yeah. I think he did a good I job. I think um, Madeline Petch surprised me the most because, like, I've never thought much of Penelope. Right. And her version is very humanizing. But that doesn't mean I like modern-day Penelope. I, I think that... But like, I would like to see more of young Penelope. Young Sierra, young Penelope, young Tom. I think the only problem is that we don't really see them. Yeah. Young Hiram gets almost nothing to do. Right. Which he, I'm not sure if Michael Consuelos is like an actor. Right. That was my thought that maybe he's not much of an actor mm-hmm. and he's so just So they just kind of like just stand there, look like him, say me a more at some point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right, well, who would you throw under the bus? If anyone. The Gargoyle King. Um, Jughead's dad. Or FP's dad. FP's dad sucked. Definitely. Forsyth Pendleton Jones the first. Yeah, he sucked. Maybe him. He socked his son. He socked. He socked. That's what I said. Yeah. He socked. Um, that's so terrible. <laughs> this is not funny. Um, he sucks. The principal kind of sucked, but he died. Yeah, he's not even like the guy, the teacher from the Breakfast Club, who's just like, I don't want to be here. And yeah. Just like hey, did they ever write that thousand-page essay? No. About what they want to be with their lives? No. They played Griffins and Gargoyles. They played Griffins. God, imagine if the Breakfast Club would be like, No, let's not get to know each other. Let's play this game. Yeah, it's us. Well, they did get to know. They each get other. to know each other through the but game. But like, they had that moment where they're all smoking weed and stuff. Right. There was no weed. There was, uh, pop there was. There was imagination. Yeah. Oh right. And, and, pop and there rocks. was there was worse drugs. Ooh. By far worse drugs. Okay. Is it time for rumor? Let's mill? hop into that rumor mill. <gasps> yeah. Okay. So my theory is, the Gargoyle King is the Blossom Twins. Oh, the two boys. The two boys. Or one of the boys, or either of the boys. Cliff or Claudius. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my theory. Let's think of what the motivation might be for the Gargoyle King in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Penelope 
starts off the bat saying, I hate the Blossoms. The Blossoms are not my family. I was adopted. I have to marry Clifford. This is the fucking hellhole. At the end of the game, she realizes that she needs the Blossoms and that she's only safe with them. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who was giving her detention? The principal who died. Ergo, I think it's fair to say that Clifford Blossom quite possibly set up the game as a way to basically push Penelope back into his arms. Question. Okay, yeah. Why would Claudius be doing this now? Um, Okay, so there's actually a really good reason for this. The drug trade. Explain. (laughs) Okay. There was a theory... There was a... Okay. What was the idea? Oh, that he wants to throw... This is actually Ari's part of the theory. Hi, Ari. Hey. Um, So, the idea is that Hiram is in charge of, like, the jingle jangle, right? If the whole town goes into crisis mode, all the kids are focused on the Griffins and Gargoyles shit, blah, 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 then Claudius can get back in with the heroin and maybe knock down Hiram. What? Okay. okay. You So you think a grown man was like, remember that time I killed the principal? What if I do that on a bigger scale to destroy Hiram Land so I can sell maple syrup heroin yeah. to everyone in town? Okay, so there are holes in the theory, but what is your theory? Oh, and then I have a second theory. Can I tell my second theory first? Yeah. That it is the um, medical examiner's uh, dad, and now it's a medical examiner. I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my theory is that the real Gargoyle King was the friends we made along the way. Okay, so you don't have a theory. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Some, I, I know someone said uh, that Sierra's lipstick kind of matches the shade of red used in all the writing in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> but why would she do it? it? Right now, it doesn't make sense for anybody why they would do it. Right. Someone told me that... It was uh, Reggie's dad. Well, it can't be Reggie's dad because we don't have an actor playing Reggie's dad in the present. So the other thing I think we have to think about is that it has to be, let's assume it's somebody who was involved in this flashback, right? In, yeah. In some capacity. That would mean it would have to be someone who really doesn't care about their children. Right. So Penelope doesn't really care about Cheryl. Well, she does actually. Definitely Daryl Do- Doily. Well, he's already dead, so... No, Dylan's dead. Daryl's Dar- alive. Right. I yeah, thought one of the Midnight Club was going to die, and I'm like, wait, Daryl's the only one that could die. And it's... Maybe yeah. Reggie's dad, but no, the principal. Well, how could it be their dad? Someone explained yeah, to me... How could it be their dad? Someone explained to me how... And an uncle or something. Someone explained to me uh, how the principal walked in the school, was like, there's a lot of kids shrieking running around <laughs> in here. What's going on in this bathroom? Finds two cups and was like, well, let's have one of these. Flip for fate. <laughs> and then drank the right, wrong He's one. He's also the woman's bathroom. In the girl's bathroom, covered in lipstick graffiti. How <laughs> did this happen? Why didn't the Midnight Club ask these questions? It doesn't make sense. I'm pretty sure that he was force-fed the cyanide what? drink. I don't think it was like he Why? <laughs> I it. Was Who mine. did it? The guy in the slow-moving Gargoyle King costume? I think that's just for dramatic effect. I don't really know how it works. I think it's just for drama. <laughs> Quickly takes... Maybe there's two of them. Maybe it's the Blossom Twins. Claudius, Clifford. One's in the Gargoyle King costume. One's murdering the principal. They're both doing it for their own reasons. Maple syrup. It's a good theory. I don't know. I, I much prefer the Creepy Doctor one, honestly. But then what's his motive? He's creepy. creepy. His dad didn't. He's like, cool. (laughs) It doesn't make sense why he keeps telling uh, telling Betty Betty stuff, though. I guess. Well, did you see the preview for next week? No. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, Sure, tell me about it. Okay, I'm going to tell you three things, and you have to guess which one is true. (laughs) I like this, and we should do this more often. We should do this. Okay. Um, The first thing is um, Betty infiltrates the cult... And finds out that they have ties to Greendale. So that's one. Okay? Okay. Two is 
Joaquin and Archie kiss. Okay. Three is Mad Dog comes back and says that, and he's like completely catatonic, and the, and he says there's something in the water, and then he uh, disappears. One of these things isn't true. One of these things is true. One of these things is true. Yeah. Which one is it? Mad Dog. No. What? Betty. No. It's the kissing <laughs> one? Oh my god. Well, I Archie kiss I've never wanted anything so much in my life. Dude. Archie and Joaquin kiss. Or rather, Joaquin kisses Archie. <sighs> oh my. I am dying. I am having the best time. Oh this is god. all I've ever wanted. This is all I've ever, 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 ever wanted. I can't believe all three of those things were equally plausible <laughs> in this show. And you get <laughs> the second one last. Oh. I did good. <laughs> oh, isn't that fucking insane? We gotta do this every time. Every now. time. <laughs> that means every I can't time. watch the trailer for next time. Okay, week. cool. No, this is great. So. <laughs> wow. I'm so proud of myself. Kaylin, uh, what are you what are you excited about right now? Um, I'm watching, but watching it very slowly, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it, but it's a slow burn because Ian doesn't want to watch it before bed. <laughs> So I've heard very good things about it. Yeah, same. I need, I need to watch it. What about you? I just finished Daredevil, season good? three. It was really good. Um, yeah. Is that one coming back? Oh boy, we don't know. Oh, I mean, I feel I, like- I feel like they're all on the chopping block now. Like Netflix is just gonna have to kill all of them because Disney wants them for Disney Plus. Oh, the Disney streaming service is called Disney Plus, and they're gonna do a Loki TV show. Question. Answer. So these shows that were on Marvel on Netflix yeah. are going to the Disney streaming site or are they just canceled? Uh, they're just canceled. Okay. It's only the conspiracy theorist in me that thinks they're going to move over to the Disney streaming service. I, I get why that would be a thing. Mm-hmm. TBD. It's, yeah, like, it seemed like Disney pulled rank and canceled Luke Cage, but Netflix canceled Iron Fist. Uh... But I, I, you know, this Loki show, I have a hope, which is that it's about Loki in the Norse god afterlife, and like... What? That's a thing? No, I mean, Valhalla is like a thing. Oh, isn't that, doesn't that mean something? It's, it's heaven where they like battle forever. Wow, that sounds horrible. It's very Norse. Conflict? That's so not my jam. But like, I'm hoping it's some kind of like weird otherworldly like afterlife thing, and I'm worried he's just going to come back to life again. Right, because he's done that like six times, right? Think like three times. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. It's, it's more, more more than the average person. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, and that's kind of all I'm excited about or thinking about right now. Um, well, we have to say you have to listen to the binging adventures of Sabrina. Oh, I'm very excited about that. Actually, I'm watching as fast as I can. I've got three. I've done three episodes. Listened to three episodes. Cool. It's delightful because you by episode three, you can already hear Stephen and Audrey kind of unraveling a bit. <laughs> That's good. They only have seven uh, more episodes. I want to. I want to hug Audrey. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like she's going through some stuff. <laughs> uh, it's hard to watch ten episodes of Sabrina. <laughs> In a row. Right, right. And that's what, that's it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's delightful and different uh, than, like, any other podcast I've listened to yeah. before. So would you say it's revolutionary and groundbreaking that everybody who listens to us should listen to that one? 100%. If I could put those pull quotes onto a podcast, I absolutely would. Yeah. There's awesome. never been a podcast like The Binging Adventures of Sabrina before. And if that's not a reason for you to listen to it, I don't know what is. Yeah. Other than that, I think... We're going to have a host of their show coming for you soon enough, right? Yes. Okay, so I will be here next week, guys, but the week after that, I will be away. I'm the only one who plans my vacations around this podcast. So mean, John. Remember, no, I went to Disney and it was fine. It's true. Yeah, and I was very nervous about it. We get, we all get two a year. No, that's a lot. We have one a year. I haven't used mine. Do they, do they carry over? No. No. <laughs> well, we will probably have to do a remote show or two. Yeah, I'm fine so, with that. Yeah, that actually worked pretty well last yeah, time. It worked pretty well, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, over and out, River Vixens? Where can they find you, Caitlin? God damn it, okay. Hi, my name is Caitlin 39 Riley. episodes, Caitlin. <laughs> you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at RileyTweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. 
You can find my dog on Instagram at Stella the Mystery Pup. <laughs> and uh, I think a photo of John is going to go on there next. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> Oh, what about fantastic. you, John? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Padden. You can find me at the blog Catcher in the Rye, where Rye is spelled W-R-Y. I'm not even going to say it, but it's a pretty good pun. It's going great. Over and out, River Vixens! <laughs>